That's the All Lead Podcast. This is Richie, my co-host Noah. Today we're going to review Dynamite, Rampage, AEW coming to Canada and Japan soon. Bruce is now interim head of talent relations while Lauren Irons was placed on Mr. Leave and more. Let's go to the Dynamite car. It's going to be Will Ospreay off the open versus Orange Cassidy and Rapungi Rice. The All-Atlantic Championship qualifier, Penta versus Malachi Black. We got Silas Young versus Hangman, Maria Sheffer versus Tony Storm, Jericho Archer versus Moxley and Tanahashi. Let's start with Brian Danson's promo. Um, this the in, I, I'm not liking the injury curse. It it, it, it just strikes again every single. It, it's every June if you look at it. Every month of June every year, that's when injuries come. Um, yeah. I'm sad that Brian Danielson is injured, but I'm actually curious to, to see who replaces him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's rumors going around from multiple people, so who knows who it will be, but I bet it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad that he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Brian Danielson, like, he overhyped who's going to take his place at the Britain door and the Blaine Gus match. It's going to be more likely... Claudio, like, Cesaro is going to take his place? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Jonathan Gresham. That's my guess. Either that or Johnny Gargano, but I guess we'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Going into the Osprey Aussie Open match, though, this match was a really good match. I don't know... I don't, and even though one of the Aussie Open guys got pinned, I don't know why they have Osprey lose the Wednesday before the pay per view. I mean, I, the reason I say that's because, like, you know, he's the IGGP US champ going into Sunday. Why would you have him uh, lose the six man tag? But, I mean, looking back at it, one of the Aussie Open guys did get pinned. So, I mean, you know. I just think that the, the match Sunday will be really good between Osprey and Cassidy. It's going to be super slept on, but it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the post-match, we got Cobb, O'Connor walk out to join that United Empire buddies, Osprey crew. That led to FTR of Doc Power and making their way out to save. It was five guys in the ring, then Osprey's group bailed to the floor. So, the entire guys are in a tag title match at Fit Door. So, that's why he went out there face out of Kava Khan, who are part of Osprey's group. That makes sense. Yep, it does make sense. Alright, so I'm pretty sure the next segment was the Christian Cage segment. Mm-hmm. And this, this was something else. Christian just went off on Jungle Boy here. I don't know, like, he he said some stuff in there that uh, I, I was cringing. It was like, whoa, 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 Um, But anyway, so, I love the possibility of Luchasaurus being Christian's mouthpiece. Not, not mouthpiece, but, like, Christian being Luchasaurus' manager. That would be pretty cool. I mean, wouldn't you love to see a Luchasaurus with um... That'd be cool. That'd be nice, too. Yeah. Um, they're definitely Christian and Jungle Boy, but we could get a little Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus match. Yeah. Then we had the Jay Letha, Simon Singh, and Sunday Dutt promo. Jay ripped on Samoa Joe for not being at work again. 
Jay said, Joshi, you tap up that shoulder. I mean, tape up the shoulder and defend the title against Jay or vacate the title because the clock is ticking. And I, honestly, that feud is still going on. Honestly, I, I guess so. Rico barely wrestles on AWT while his rivalry with Joe has gone on for a long time now. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it, well, I hope that Ring of Fire pay per view in July will clear things up and, and pretty much end the feud. I'm hoping. Yeah, and Joe can move on to something else. Yeah, as more and more on the Christian promo thing, like he he made some comments about Jungle Boy's mom and sister about last week when he's a race a piece of shit, and then asked on Christian they talked about his father in a bad way since his father Luke Perry died, and that was meant to get heat for Christian, which it, it worked, and then the and the egg segment like we had Luchasaurus Ray Ray heard ready was was conflicted in the ring as he walked away without hurting Christian. I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. Yeah, it's definitely setting up. Yeah. Um. Next up, I'm pretty sure it's the yeah Penta Malachi. This match, amazing. I loved every minute of it. These two have great chemistry. They work well together. <clears throat> um. Malachi wins. I I I predict Malachi Black to win the title. That's why. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much gonna happen. Who's your pick to win the four way? I, I see Mira winning the four way. But I, I'm pre- I, I I think people are sleeping on Malachi Black. Yeah. People yeah. are also sleeping on Pac. Yeah. But we all know that Tomohiro Ishii is not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, though. So we also got a like a, a clip from Rampage where Darby Allen took the, the coffin chop in the steel chair by Fisher's leg. It, it's because Sting came back when he helped with Allen win the match. It goes with the Bucks with the tag champions with Kyle Wright by the side. The Bucks said they will be a part of the Forbidden Door. Kyle's talking about their revenge on Sting and Darby Allen. Anyway, they'll be a part of the other tag team match on the Forbidden Door card. This was pretty good. Like the segment was good. It, it sets up the segment with the the okay. where did you off from? Uh we were talking about Malachi and Pinta in the four way. Okay. No, actually we were talking about the Bucks. It was like the Bucks in the promo. I remember That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. Okay. So here's what I think about the Bucks promo, right? I feel like I feel like they should have been at Forbidden Door, but I feel should have been defending the tag titles against a team from New Japan. Yeah. But I am happy with this four on four match they created. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I yeah. think that um of course right now Darby and Sting mystery partners, you'll figure that out later on who they are. But they have mystery partners for who they'll will team up with them to take on the Young Bucks, Hikaleu, and oh I'm forgetting Young Bucks, Hikaleu, and El Phantasma. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it leaked this match. They're doing the Japan style, a bunch of multi man matches, and that's a really good way to do it. So, pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so next up, we have Hangman beating Silas Young. What did you think of this? It was a pretty good, it was like a, it was a solid match. 
the announcer did try to put over a talent. But we knew Paige was winning here. Young is a talented veteran wrestler. I don't know why they want to bring him. Where they have fifty plus people backstage or where on TV that could be on the spot. That's what AEW does sometimes. I'm sure wrestlers are there every week. Grill to have a two minute match on YouTube instead. So, as I was saying, um, Hangman and Page beat Silas Young in a really good match. I love that they showcase Silas Young on the show. Um, I think that Silas Young is a good veteran to put over people, and he showed it here. Um, of course, after the match, Jay White came out, or Adam Cole came out first, but then Jay White came out, and Jay White said that Adam Cole couldn't get a title shot at Forbidden Door because he lost to Hangman twice, but Hangman also couldn't get a title shot because he punk. So, then, Jay White, Adam Cole started beating down Hangman, Okada comes out, saves Hangman from the fight, we have a fatal four right now at the Forbidden Door. What do you think of this? Well, I figured this is going to be a fatal four for the Forbidden Door for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Jay White, we have Okada making his debut on Dynamite. So basically, I don't know who, who the four is going to win. Mostly it's going to be like Jay White to retain, but I feel like, like Okada's going to win back the title. Yeah. Okada's going to win back the title, but that's just me. Um, next up, oh my god, um, I'm pretty sure next up is another promo. Um, wait, no, what's next? What, what went on? Well, it was like, it was a Jay Cargill group that was interviewed uh, by Social Bot. Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting the order of the stuff when it went on. Yes, Jay Cargill. Um, they mentioned Rebel. they're trying to find they're trying to find new baddies. Yeah. Um. Who do you think would be a baddie? I like it be anybody. Like it could be any town that could join the baddies. I think. I, I think there's a chance that Sasha Banks could shock the world and become a baddie. I'm joking. Um. I'm just playing around. Uh. But anyways, though, this promo was a good promo. I like. I, I, Jay Cargill is so good on the mic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And she's only going to get better from here. So, really, yeah. just a really good promo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Then we got the the, the duo of Chris Chandler and Athena, everybody by Tony Shabon. They mocked the body search. They talk up. They spoke about how Jay could do a body search, but they added they have a friend in Widow Nightgale. I don't know what the point is. Other to set up some match in the future, I guess. Yeah. I mean. I'm pretty sure they're going to do Chris and Athena versus Kira and Velvet, and then soon they're going to do Jade versus both ladies, and soon Jade will lose to one of them, I think. I think that's going to happen. Um, but anyways, though, what did you, who do you think is going to be the one to be finally dethrone Jade Cargill if it is one of these two ladies? Jade Cargill, I, I see Mer- I see. Chris Strandliner will be the one to dethrone her. Because most likely, like, Jay Cargill is going to, like, beat Athena to retain the TBS championship in a future title match. Yes, I agree with you. 100% agreed. Um, I just think that I I don't, I I really want to see, I really, 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 really want to see how Chris Strandliner and Jay Cargill do and if they have chemistry together. 
That's what I want to see. All right. Now we got Tony Starr versus Maria Schiffer with Nyla Rose. This was just an average match. It wasn't interesting. It was a typical women's match in Dynamite getting the same amount of time nearly every week, having an obvious result. Storm's in the title match on the door while Shuffer is doing okay, but she doesn't get a crowd reaction. During the post-match, Rose and Shuffer have tried a double team attack on Storm. Thunder Rosa made the same with the AEW wins title in her hands. Rosa kicks Shuffer out of the ring. They work together to take out Rose with Storm hitting Rose with the title. Storm handed Rose the title back and they had a stare down. This was really good. I loved this. Um, I, I-, I love this type of wrestling. I personally think it was a really good match. I'm really, really, really looking forward to Thunder Rosa Tony Storm. I feel like that's gonna be a very good match. Um, Marina Shafir needs to get off TV for a couple weeks because she's been on it every single week for a while. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I'm looking forward to the match at Forbidden Door. Yeah, we have now. We now we have the. Darby Allen Sting did a promo with Darby saying they'll have Shingo and Romy join them. Sting said it was a showtime. I don't know if Sting, even though the guy's on the team on Young Bucks team, but he's ready. He sure is. Yes. yes. And they're calling themselves dudes with attitudes. Yeah. Shingo, Narumu, Darby, Sting. Really, really, yeah. really good combination here. Um, yeah. Who do you... I think dudes' attitudes are definitely going to get away with the win here. Um, I also think that El Phantasmo, Bucks, Hikaleu, I'm pretty sure that the only re- reason they would give the belt seat, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jurassic, Chris did a, a turn on Jurassic Express, and I'm going to spring it while Young Bucks beat him. Um, yeah, uh, this match is going to be really good. I think that. I think Shingo, Haruma, and Darby is a great combination, and I want to know how Sting works with all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we talk about the Rampage card for 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 Friday. So let's talk about it. we have we have Andrei of Idaho versus Wade Phoenix. They so take promos from the both guys. This will be great. We we had Hook versus DCK from the DCK for New Japan. We have Serena D Mercedes in. Tatty action. Then we have the main event, Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Cobb. So, what do you think of those match pat, rampage match cards? Well, obviously, Andrade and Lucha Brothers can't work Forbidden Door. So, I'm really happy they sh- they're showcasing them on stage. I, pre- I think it's really cool. Um, I also think that I love the cards they put off every week. I personally think Rampage is the best hour of television you'll find every week just because of the fact that you won't get the best matches, but you also won't get the worst matches. You'll get good fight-feel matches, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to this Friday. Yeah. So, they they had a rundown of the Forbidden Norton lineup. It was a bit too fast, but it's... But like any person to watch, try to watch, understand because the scalper speaks so quickly. We had the main event. It's not the main event, but like the IWGP World Title match is, is we all know now. Fail four way with Jay White defending versus Okada, Hangman, and Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I fail four way is gonna make it forbidden door. 
I personally think that the interim AEW title match will go on right before the main event. Um, but yeah. Uh, now I'm pretty sure it's main event time. Uh, on Dynamite and on Dynamite we had John Moxley versus Tanahashi versus Lance Archer and uh, Minoru so Chris Jericho. I mean, Chris Jericho and Lance Archer versus John Moxley and versus Tanahashi. This match, I love this match. You know why? I love John Moxley versus Tanahashi's chemistry. I, um, I think that. They're going to work really well together in their interim title match. I think they're going to work really well together um, after the interim title match. Because let's be honest, they're going to have a bunch of more matches after this. Because they, they can't just have one and call it done. They ha- there has to be more. So, I mean, I think that this is really good. You saw a little bit of their chemistry in that Fatal 4-Way for the U.S. title. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and... and- during the post match, it was like a chaotic brawl. It was like, it was like yep. a chaotic brawl. Mm-hmm. Yep, we had a chaotic brawl to end the show. Um, I am after the dynamite ended. I am very much looking forward to Forbidden Door. It, it, it is a way better card than it was yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Looking forward to Rampage. Looking forward to Forbidden Door. Looking forward to what he has next for us after Forbidden Door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now we go to the news. Now, like we go to the news. Let's start with for the news for Dino after Dynamite. Okay. J- Jack Cobb said he's happy that ROH had a lot platform where they can showcase some new stars. He's also happy that Ring of Legacy continues to live and grow. So he talked about how he spent a year and a half at Ring of Honor, and he's actually humbled, happy that Dre Khan purchased Ring of Honor. He's going to have a, a new home with AEW, so it's great. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I could possibly see Jeff Cobb going to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved his time in Ring of Honor. He was a great... Great uh, team television champion. I feel like he he showcased a lot there. Um, of course, he didn't he did lose to Punisher Martinez and uh, left Ring of Honor. Um, I personally think that this him buying Ring of Honor is good for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing. So let's get yeah. to the news, like the Tony Khan in the Canada deal, and also that he's going to hold a tournament in Japan someday. He wanted to. Yeah, um, he wants to hold a tournament in Japan. I thought like that could be very, very cool. Um, I personally think that a tournament in Japan would showcase a lot of Japan people. Um, yeah. lo- lo- like I said, maybe even next year for Door, he might do it. Cause like I'm hearing stuff that's saying next year's Forbidden Door will be in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, pretty cool. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And he also talked about holding shows in Canada soon. So that's yep. good too. Yep, yep. He's trying to explore the world. I give you, I say, give it two, three, maybe even five years before he gets house shows going for AEW. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, so now we go to the to the from Booker T's comments on Adam Cole. And it led to Hangman defending Adam Cole from Booker T's comments. He t- Booker T talks about like 
like he talks about about his uh, called weight and why he doesn't have muscle in him. And Dang. Then, yeah, Booker T. Like, like he talked. He was talking about like a take on uh, Cole's weight, and he was too short. He was too skinny. That's what Booker T. said. And then we got up top after Hangman Page, who said the word. I hope, and when I'm old and retired, I won't lower myself to some shit ass podcast where I trash the younger generation that just chasing the same fortune and has a wrestling that afforded me. Paige had tweeted. Wow. Um, but I mean, it has been noticed since he left connection that Uncle has been losing some muscle, but I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Jesus. Um, Booker T needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately, Booker T is, uh, is basically WWE's personal... Uh, I, I don't know if I can say Uncle T. You're okay with saying Uncle T? Yeah. I, I, I would say that. Alright, yeah, he's basically Uncle Tom for WWE. Booker T is basically um, WWE's Uncle Tom. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. But anyways, though, I mean... Booker T was wrong about that. I'm glad that someone came out to stick up for Adam Cole. Well, there's more on Booker T's. Like, he questions where AEW is a good fit for Sasha Banks. So, like, like Booker T said said the words, he says that, basically says that Sasha Banks shouldn't go to AEW. Which, Booker T said, like, like, she'd be okay. As far as Tony Khan making a phone call, quick call, he says, I know people are going to take this wrong way, but I don't know if AEW is a place for Sasha Banks. He says, after Sasha go and work break Baker, where did you go from there? Booker T questions what, that's what I'm saying. I'm not throwing shade on Thunder Rosa. Now the Rosa ain't these girls. I mean, I don't think Sasha Banks will go to AEW because she's going to become a Hollywood star. So, I mean, I, I, I can't agree from there, but I mean, he shouldn't, you know, assume yeah. stuff. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. sticking up for Vince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we also now we also have the fightful injuries. What happened? AEW injury update. We have there's been announced since May with knee injury. Likely won't wrestle for the remainder of summer. Matt Hardy might be injured at his Triple H Matt Mania match. He has some major swelling on his knee. Purple hasn't heard any update on the severity. We got Rebel. We already know that Brian Sanders is going to be once the medical clear. Will be out for like. Forbidden Door and bad like blood and guts, and we got AEW source told Fightful that Darius Martin will hopefully be back by the end of the year, but that's hardly a guarantee. There is way too many injuries going now going on right now, not just in AEW but in other places. You know, in WWE, we have a bunch of injuries in WWE happening too. Um, yeah. Three of their top stars is injured right now. One of them also is part timer who doesn't show up. So I mean, they're they're they're, they're tough right now too, but. I mean, there's way too many injuries going on right now, and this needs to stop. And I'm hoping when June ends, it calms down a little bit. Yeah. So. And we got Bruce Pritchard now interim head of talent relations. Like, John Lawrence is now placed on administrative leave. And we heard that Lawrence's WA phone number from 2000 was removed. So, what do you think of that? I mean... I don't know why they would give it to Bruce Pitchard of all people. Like, goddamn. Um, yeah. 
they could have at least given it to someone like, you know, Nick Khan or, you know, Triple H or Paul Heyman. Like, Bruce Pritchard? Seriously? Yeah. You went, you went with Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I I, I just feel, feel like nothing nothing's ever going to change in this company if they keep doing it like that. Because let's be honest, Bruce Pritchard is the same exact guy as Johnny Ace. So... Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. And we got more of Vince McMahon. Regardless, he made his appearance on Raw last night, on Raw Monday, so that's surprising. So it's not, I don't think the Vince McMahon situation is not going to get handled. Now we have heard there are going to be two more lawsuits based on based on that scandal Vince McMahon scandal from law firms. So it's going to get worse for WWE. Yeah, this is getting bad with WWE. I mean, Mr. McMahon's in a tough, tough situation. Tough situation right now, and it's not going good. Um, I personally feel like WWE needs to calm down. I personally think that Mr. McMahon needs to stop having affairs with people and paying them hush money. I personally think that Mr. McMahon needs to stop a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the, the, this is going too far, Vince. Why? Why? Yeah. So. Yeah. What is your thoughts on this? My thoughts that I don't know why WWE wants to continue with Vince McMahon appear on, on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They need to realize that they need to deal with the situation. You have Vince taken down, but he's still a part of creative. You need to, WWE needs to worry about what's going to happen when more lawsuits come forward and, and more people coming forward because of hush money and there's still investigations pendings there. I know what's going to happen in WWE if it goes down badly. Yeah, um, this is this is a tough what rot that's happening right now of WWE. I mean, is there any other companies that have ever had something like this go down this bad? I mean, I mean maybe back in the old day, but I mean WWE, is this the first time ever Vince McMahon's been investigated like this? This so it's it's usual events, but this is crazy. What I can get for hope this situation will calm down that he apologizes, steps down. You real hold on, real quick, real quick. I don't think Vince McMahon is ever gonna apologize to anyone ever. Because oh. it's Vince McMahon. Yeah. My damn pal, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Anyways, though, Vince, if you're listening to this, I I I I, I hope you are. Uh, please, please stop, please. Please just stop what you're doing every day. Just step down to CEO, give it to Stephanie completely, give it to Nick Khan so that Triple H or Paul Heyman can become head of talent relations. Just like that. Yeah. But who knows what Nick Khan, like, would Nick Khan would basically give the creative to Triple H and, and Paul Heyman? What if Nick Khan decided to, like, secretly sell the company and have some new guy play Karate, run creative, meanwhile, so instead of Triple H and Paul Heyman. Just to mess with Paul he- must have messed with Triple H. Imagine Nick Khan conning Triple H out of creative. True, 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 true. Oh, other news I wanted to bring up. Triple H says he's back at NXT now. What is your thoughts on this? Well, well I'm not surprised he's finally back. He's going to try to fix NXT. 
it's 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 damage good beyond the damage good. Two point out to stay. So Triple H is gonna have to work what he got and try to build build from there and hopes to build something from there. Yeah, because NXT two point oh needs help badly. Yeah. What other news do we have today? Mm. But there's there's more news, but but anyway, we we'll be back. We will do rampage. So. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Hey. Sorry, it took so long. Um, that's okay. Anyways, let's, let's, let's review start with rampage. Yeah, Rampage. Let's review Rampage. Alright, here's a Rampage card. Yep. Alright, we got Hook vs. DCK. Andrade and Ito versus Ray Phoenix. Serena D and Mercedes Martinez versus Lainey Luck and Serena. Cash Mueller versus Jack Cobb. So, what do you think of the matches? And let's start with Hook. Let's start with Andrade versus Ray Phoenix. This was a good matchup. Uh, Dari got the victory with the debuting Roosh. What do you think about the whole match? Uh, of course, Andrade, Phoenix, Penta all can't work for Door because of reasons. And knowing that they could wrestle for Door and Andrade, Phoenix, they went out there and had a classic. I mean, it was a really good match. Um, yeah. I love that Roosh is debuting. I feel like Roosh being in a AEW is a really good thing. Um... And yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here with Andrade and Roosh. Yeah, okay. Alright, let's go to another one. Um, we have uh, it was Hook versus the DCK. This match was, you know, it's, it was another uh, Hook squash match. Um, you know, Hook getting over more as a significant badass who can just kick anyone's ass every time. <laughs> Um, but anyway, though, it was a good match for what it was. Hook gets the win. They're pushing Hook Housing even more. I'm excited to see uh, where Hook goes from here. Yeah, okay. We have now the Soria D and Mercedes Martinez versus Wayne Luck and Soria. Soria D and Martinez won with submission victories. What do you think of the whole match? Uh, again, this one was another squash match to get over the, the two ladies here. Um, I really love this match. I really, I love Serena D's type of wrestling. Yeah. And I, I, there's something about Mercedes Martinez that's just so good in the ring, but I can't quite figure out what it is. Um, yeah. But anyways, though, yeah, it was a good match. All right. So we got the main event, Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Cobb. Now this... This was a good match. This is, as you guys know, Dex Harwood's been wrestling a lot in singles matches this year. Cash Wheeler wrestling. This is just to show you how good Cash Wheeler can be as well. I mean, what a great match this was. Um, And the ending of Rampage is everyone fighting in the background. I really love that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, it was a really good show. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing: Rampage was a was a good go home show for AEW's Forbidden Door. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now we go to the news. 
AEW's reported attempt to secure Emmy Award nomination. According to Meltzer, in the latest Wrestler Observer newsletter, AEW is shooting for Emmy Award nomination for dining under the outstanding structured reality program category. Meltzer would, however, attempt confiscations with and it won't happen put in the report. And in the previous years, WWE attempted to secure Emmy nomination on this category for Rob, but no avail. They did not attempt to do so this year, Meltzer added. Last year, Queerie won the Emmy for Outstanding Structural Reality Program, edging out no- nominations versus Antiques Roadshow, Property Brothers, Forever Home, while Running Wild with Bear Jails and Shark Tank. In 2014, the Outstanding Reality Program was separated into two categories Outstanding Unstructured Reality Program and Outstanding Structural Reality Program. While the latter is defined as constant reality shows that contain consistent story elements and mostly adhere to a recurring cur- structure, element, their structured Category highlights the most more Ponte's very rally program with story elements driven by actions of characters and lacking structured template. So, earlier this month, we all know New York Times reported that Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever, executive Louis Sibler Wazer wants the company to be a major player in the sports media area, especially with what WBD plans to eventually halt productions and develop a future scripted content. One would hope that AEW's future is the part WBD plans in the sports segment. As the pro wrestling promotion was quickly left out of his list of scripted programming in a variety report detailing the roadmap for WBD programming. Furthermore, AEW received a little more than passing mentioned during the Warner Brothers front upfront presentation in May and live report. It remains the WWE BD has initially classified AEW under a non-scripted programming category. So what do you think of this? I mean, the very... I mean, I don't know how I feel. It's good and it's also bad at the same time. Um, I, I guess it could work out for AEW in the end, but I just... I, 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 I don't know. I feel like, you know... I just feel like a, AEW... I, I just don't see them um having that oh it's weird um it's it's so weird uh i want to know your thoughts on it well honestly it's basically like i don't know what aw and whatever is discovery is remains to be seen but apparently from that from that las vegas show and that party it's it's going good between the Water Brothers Discovery and AEW, so it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't know about the future. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what AEW does. I'm just saying, I don't. It, it always happens that when this happens with, uh, you know, a company like you know WWE and Peacock. I was like, oh my god, what's the future of WWE? So it's kind of like the, um. It's kind of like that. I just, I, I just, I, I feel like this. It, it's good, but it also you never know what can happen. But I, I trust AEW. All right. Here's the other news. Jim Ross hits that travel has become an issue for him. The AEW commentator Jim Ross had admitted that he's currently having some difficulties traveling due to health issues right now. We got a during recent. Ask JR Live episode on adfreeshows.com. JR admitting he's uncertain whether or not he'll be appearing at upcoming StarCast V events festivals. The event will be taking place in Nashville over WWE SummerSlam weekend with several major events already been announced for it. There have been numerous panels taking place for the likes of Johnny Gargano, Bret Hart, and a major reunion where Ric Flair joins the Four Horsemen for a panel. 
There will be the roast to Ric Flair when she will see the celebrities wrestle Maki's career, which will also compete in his final match. JR is someone who's confirmed to be a parent event as of yet, but he did reveal he got an invite in here. Conrad Thompson has been taught about the event for a long time, but he's able to. Ross is planning to make an appearance. My foot swells so bad in other planes, and the pain is so little unbearable. Today was a horrible, horrible day, said, because I was in the airplane so damn long. The pressure of the cameo stuff, just a bunch of rigmarole. It's going to be great. It'll be a hell of an event. We still have to go watch and just no note yet. JR dealt with issues over past year. WWE Hall of Fans confirmed a skin diagnosis back in October. I him talking to him. Time away from AEW Dynamite in order to undergo treatment. Thankfully, back in December, Ross provided positive news that he was cast a free, which is saw him return to his role on television on a weekly basis. So what do you think of this? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with Jim Ross. I'm going to be completely honest. I feel like with him, it's been so long that he's been on commentary and all these health issues keep happening to him that I feel like he needs to calm down on the commentary soon. Because, I mean, how old is he? What? He's like, what, 75? Probably, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I honestly think he needs to stop commentating soon because all these health issues, he, he just needs to calm down, uh, get these health issues taken care of, and maybe, just maybe, come back to commentary. Just maybe. Okay. But for right now, he needs to calm down okay. a little bit on commentary. Yeah. All right. Now we got the backstage news, news on uh, who appoints Stephen Man, WWE intern, CEO, and chairwoman. The decision was to make Stephen Mag as the WWE intern CEO. Chairwoman was reportedly made by a special committee comprising eight members of the WWE board of directors. According to Dave Meltzer, the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, the four board members who were not involved in the decision-making process were Stephanie, Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, Triple H, Paul Rebecca. Port added, although it was Vince's decision to step down for his corporate duties, he accused himself in the process of naming his interim successor. The eight board members who elected Stephen are Steve Kuhn, the CEO of Atlanta Hawks, and State Farm Atlanta Arena in Atlanta. Ignis Laho, the CEO of Mahajit El Futam. Erika Darda, the CEO of Barstool of Sports. Steve Panum, the president of Verkurus. Carter Schultz and founder and CEO of Words Plus Pictures. Jeffrey Speed, the former executive vice president and CFO of Six Five Inc., and Alan Wexler, the senior vice president of innovations and growth for General Motors. Shortly after Stephanie took the leave of Athens last month, most reported that certain high ups in the WWE wanted to bury her on a way out, echoing a report from Business Week, which noted that several ranked officials felt that the company was unperforming in her ad review with Stephanie as chief brand officer. The report also claimed that it was not Stephanie's idea to leave, but it was Vince who made the Vince who made the decision for her to step away, citing the lack of new sponsorship under her watch. Interestingly enough, Melson reported Friday that none of the eight board members who put Stephanie in power were involved in the process of burying her behind the scenes, which indicated they are firm support, firm supporters of Stephanie. And and apparently, according to Flexible Rec, as of it, a lot of times backstage are late about Stephanie being put in charge. One star told publication that fucking rules that Stephanie's their boss, albeit in an interim capacity. Less than a week after Stephanie took over the reins, her husband, Triple H, returned to WWE Performance Center, assumed his backstage abilities, which has stopped away from his character. At last event last year, upon her return to WWE's there, 
Triple H's duties were poorly drastically different from the prior to his absence. Earlier this week, however, Triple H effortlessly said, I'm back, while addressing Thomas at WPC, wouldn't it take his back to put prior position at NXT? What do you think of this whole thing with Stephanie and Triple H returning? I think Stephanie being chairwoman is actually pretty, really, really, really good for the company because I feel like with her being chairwoman, you have people like Triple H coming back. You have people like putting Paul Heyman in creative. It'll help the company out a lot. And I feel like Vince McMahon finally getting him the idea to finally step down for a little bit is actually helping the company tremendously. So I love them being back. Yeah, it's pretty much good. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now we got to another news. AW is set for collaboration with Discovery Shark Week. AEW has a Question about the relationship with new management of Warner Brothers Discovery. WB Discovery, the parent company of TBS TNT, which is merged, caused a lot of fans to worry about Tony Khan's kind of promotion future on Turner Workworks. You see how the relationship is very strong. Before the merger, there was some crossover between AEW and Warner Brothers. When the movie Godzilla vs. Kong launched, Bear Country wrestled to the best in the gimmick match to promote the film. Shaq wrestling a match cross mode with NBA on TNT. Now Discovery is a part of WB family. Executives are hoping to bring in AEW to the fold for their popular Shark Week. In this week's edition of Reservoir Newsletter, Dave Meltzer dropped a tidbit that AEW had started already filmed content for the crossover Shark Week. There is some sort of gimmick match plan. AEW will have a heavy involvement with Shark Week and Discovery. There are many programs that have been ready been filmed. They have planned on doing some kind of gimmick match that that week related to it. It, it actually will be interesting to see what Warner Bros. Discovery and AW's plan. Certainly kicks off next month, July 24th. It is one of Discovery's run, longest running popular traditions. Tony Khan has been doing what he can to increase the appeal of AW to a wider audience. Shark Week got a lot of viewers every year. It makes sense to participate if the opportunity's there. So, what do you think of the whole thing? Do you think Shark Week is good for AEW? I think Shark Week is very good for AEW, and I have four words for everyone. Get pumped for this. This will be amazing. So I'm going to use those four words again. Get pumped for this. Thank you. I get pumped for this. I got it now. (laughs) But I just think it's, I, I actually think it's pretty good for the company, though. But, uh, you know, get pumped for this. Yeah, let, let's talk more about Shark Week. Like, you ever just, you ever watched Shark Week before? Yeah. Oh, you did? I, I never, I never like, experienced Shark Week, honestly. It's a pretty good show. I'm excited for EW to be involved with it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. though, what, what, what other news do we have? We got Kenny Omega streaming satisfied with Forbidden Door Cars despite his absence. Kenny Omega's Renry skills have brought him worldwide fan cleans, tied the best machine. He did commentate on being awesome for the Forbidden Door. He's been not been seen out of attention following his match at Full Gear back in November. He had to take time to heal up for his injuries, took a toll on his body. Kenny Omega will not be competing in the upcoming AEW Japan Forbidden Door pay per view. We heard from speaking with Sean Spire Fightful. Omega says he's extremely satisfied with the event. I may sit back, kind of watch with a smile on my face, because it's always, I sort of hopeful, I want to say Endgame, this is always a hopeful pit stop into the mission statement what AEW was about. Oh, it was. We always wanted to make wrestling 
a friendly place for everyone. Perhaps not all of us, but that was always one of the one things that was most important to me. He wanted to see a world where we could work friendly with New Japan. He was hoping there was something that happened on day one. Here we are. They are working with DDT Pro Wrestling. They're working with Tokyo Joshi. They're working with AAA. They're, they're working with Ring of R. Now that Tony purchased Ring of R. They're working with all these entities' promotions. They're helping us promotions. And Kenny Omega's happy. And it's good. And Kenny Omega says that is he there where close near close to any rank return? Like, odds are that the comeback was a big surprise. AEW can start using the injuries they have on their roster right now. It rains to see the eight former AEW champions seen once again. And what do you think of that? I personally think Kenny Omega is going to be commentating for most of the Forbidden Door show. That's just me, though. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he, it, you can't have Forbidden Door with him, without him being there for something, you know? Um, it, it, I mean, I'm sure he has much surgeries left. It doesn't have necessarily have to be wrestling, but he can be back for you know, a commentary, maybe even a promo. Hell, he can come out, and hug Jay White after he retains his title, just something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Forbidden Door needs Kenny Omega for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Kenny Omega needs to be at the Forbidden Door pay per view tomorrow. All right. So we got. Kenny Omega provides update on AEW Fight Forever, hopeful 2022 release. Yuki's hard work at the AEW first ever console video game. The game we call Fight Forever, first announced 2020, since they updates on the comp sporadically in form of gameplay footage. Fight Forever! Yeah, okay. Fight Forever! I know. Kenny Omega provides an inside role in the development process, works Yuki's progress and potential release window. They talk about how great from a creative standpoint designs, the communication ideas, they are working together on this. Apparently they talk about the budget, they talk about the project's doing well, they're 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 pushing hard for the project, they're trying to get, get it finished by the near the end of 2022 and hope it, it goes better. They have go-getters and they have get a on their side. And his own contacts that hope that hopped on board is gonna help us push us to the finish line. They're gonna hope to get a schedule, make this get this game out by by this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed that Mega said. So what do you think of this? Oh. I, I think that Fight Forever is gonna be a very it's gonna be a very good video game. I feel like it, you know, it might yeah. have some bugs because it is AEW's first video game. But I feel like yeah. give it a couple years, and if they keep bringing out more and more games, it's gonna be pretty good soon. And maybe they can they can even start a two K, or yeah. something like that. So you know, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, they should. Like I hope they. Now there's more to news. One more news. Apparently, Brett Lonzer said that GCW is working on a subscription network. We're still talking with major players. So apparently, apparently, Brett Lonzer is bringing GCW to a, a, a stream platform. It's his goal this year to bring on, like, get GCW to, like, to get more partnerships, to get more people's subscriptions, to watch GCW on, on a platform. It's pretty good. Honestly, it's a good idea because Fight TV is a little challenging, but I Agreed. think GCW's, yeah, GCW needs to be on a bigger platform. Yeah. Like Paramount Plus or HBO Warner Brothers Discovery. It would be good. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel like GCW, it's getting too big now to the point that it needs a streaming service. Yeah. 
but uh, what other news do you have? That's about it. That's all I need. Yep. Yeah. Well, I actually really enjoyed this week of wrestling. I loved AEW's Dynamite and Rampage. Um, there's been a lot of news, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff going on around the world, but just know that it'll all get better soon. Yeah. All right, this is Augusta Ollie Podcast, episode 68. And next Good. week, hold on, wait, next week, get pumped for this. Yeah, yes, next week. Oh, and anyway, like, one more thing, we also we also have Augusta Ollie Podcast extra where we do, like, a, a, a AW Forbidden Door review. We'll be, oh, wow. We'll po- yeah, we'll be doing it. We'll be, po- we'll be like, we're, Post it on on yeah on a Monday or a Wednesday. Nice, all right. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So we'll we'll see you all next Saturday. All right. Bye.